Welcome to Healing Your Family Legacy here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. Innovative, evidence-based recovery that helps to identify intergenerational trauma, allowing for freedom and embracement of the healing process. Today, episode 44, Adult Children and Their Parents, Part 2. And now your host, Dr. Donna Bevanley. And this is Dr. Donna Bevanley, helping you heal your family legacy. Welcome back. Last time, um, I talked about being an adult child and having adult parents and that they were always your parents and you were always going to be their child. And oh, by the way, your parents always have more wisdom than you because they're older than you. Um, And if you have, you know, if you have a relationship with those parents, you might, you know, go to them when you need wisdom. Um, But today I want to talk about, you know, being a parent of an adult child. Because you are probably parents. There are probably a lot of parents out there that might listen to this and you might have been thinking about how you've been raising your children and if you've gone down some paths that you wish you hadn't gone down because maybe your adult children now don't have much to do with you or maybe your adult children would rather do other things than spend time with you um let me tell you what I believe that now this is just from the perspective of Dr. Donna Bevanley, okay? There there are as many thoughts on this as there are people who can think. And that is that I believe that when you have children, from the minute they're born and out of your body, for men, that means they're your children too, of course, that you start raising them so that they can leave you and create their own lives, okay? And as a parent of an adult child who has his own child, I can tell you that it's hard when you love your children, and I have loved my son, I would say, more than life itself. He is one of the most valuable human beings in my life. In fact, he is the most valuable human being in my life. And most parents, you know, would do anything for their children and and, and not even thinking about it. Okay, if the car's coming and, you know, it's like the child's in the way, the parent, without thinking about it, will try and move the child or step in front of the child or do something to protect their child. Most parents feel that way about their children. And that's good. I mean, if you feel that way about your children, your child has a better opportunity to grow up and feel loved and cared for unconditionally okay remember i last time i talked about 
loving your child unconditionally and being loved unconditionally by your parents is not something you can force. If it is forced, trust me, you know it if you were a child. And trust me, if you're a parent, your child knows it. But for those of you that have that connection, it's like you know it can't be forced. It just happens. Okay? It happens. And so you have this, as a parent, you have this really powerful connection to your child. And you love them unconditionally more than anything. And you would do anything for them. You know, I've had a private practice since the early 80s, so a long time, right? And my child, when he was very young, like about 18 months old, I guess, he got meningitis. And uh, because I have a private practice, and I wasn't practicing then, but, you know, I was, I was busy doing a lot of things and trying to make sure that I could start that practice up again and all of this. And, and so whenever I like would go on a vacation for, you know, I didn't go on a lot of vacations when I was, when I was at, you know, full-time private practice, I didn't go on vacations very much. I didn't, you know, I didn't take that kind of time off very often to really go someplace. Um, but I always made plans for that. Always like, okay, how is this going to affect all the people that I'm working with? Because like I said before, if I'm working with you, I love you and care about you. That's just how it goes. My abilities, my wisdom, my education, all of the things that go into being a really good therapist, I learned a lot, but the connection I have, it just happens. That's just who I am. So I'm not going to say, oh, by the way, I'll be gone next week. Although it, that might have happened. I don't know. But most of the time I had made big plans. So my kid, my son, gets an illness. And it's a bad illness. And he has to be in the hospital for several, you know, for a couple of weeks anyway. I didn't even think about my private practice. The only thing I thought about was how was I going to help my son get through this? And I mean, he was going to get through it. That was just my decision. Uh, and so he went in the hospital. I went right in there with him. And I stayed in that room with him the whole time. And I was his caregiver while he was there. He was in my arms almost the whole time at least when he was critical. He was in my arms 24-7. And you know, my only hope was for him to survive and do it well. And that was my hope. So I stayed there with him. I didn't even think about my practice. I didn't think about anything else. I didn't think about what people would think. I didn't, didn't think about, whoa, what if my bills don't get paid? I thought about nothing else. Okay. So that was how I felt as a mother. I would do anything for him. I would do anything for him. 
and I did my best. Okay. The feelings I had were just there. And even as a, you know, as a parent of an adult child now, I can look back on the places in my parenting life that I'm not so happy about. And I feel sad and I feel pain about that. And maybe a little shame and guilt because God knows I knew better. (laughs) However, even though I knew better and I knew how to do it and I kind of knew when I was messing up, but I was still, I'm still a human being. So I did mess up once or twice. I still have feelings about that. But you see, what I did was I raised him to go off and have his own life. And he has a big life. He has a wonderful life. And it's a big life. And it's not without issues. Who has a life like that? Nobody I know. I know a lot of people. (laughs) Nobody I know has a life without issues. Okay? And as a parent, you know, and I look back on some of those things that I didn't do so well. I've I've uh, apologized and I've made amends and I've tried to do better and make it better just on a day-to-day basis. So, for instance, uh, and this this isn't about my son and me, okay, but I am saying that, you know, I know other parents who are really good parents, but of course they messed up once or twice around the, you know, because we're human beings. And they say, what can I do to atone or make amends to my child, even as an adult, so that that child, he or she, knows that I love them and that I messed up and it's not their fault? And I say, well, for one thing, you can own it. You can say, I did these things, blah, 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 here they are, and I feel sad about that, and I feel ashamed about that, but it wasn't your fault. None of it was your fault. Even if they say, oh, yeah, but, you know, I was, no, 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 no. You're acting your age. That's all you can do when you're young. You can only act your age, and that means if you're one, you can only act like you're one. If you're five, you can only act like you're five. And if you're 17, you can only act like a 17-year-old. You can't do it any other way. It's not possible. And so as a parent of an adult child, I can look back at the things that happened that I had a part in and say, that was messed up, Donna. And I can say to him, "You, it wasn't your fault. None of that was your fault. I mean, well, I'm big stuff, okay? But, you know, like that he doesn't have a father, period. End of story. And even when he did find the donor, the sperm donor, he didn't find him. But, you know, he told that story last week. Um, not last week, but two weeks ago. He told that story. and. You know, after all that buildup for all those years about, oh, I wonder what it would be like. And, oh, and it probably really thought a lot about it when he and I were in conflict um, when when he was growing up. Wow, if I had a dad, it probably wouldn't be this way. And then when he finally saw him on Facebook and said, yeah, there he is. Yep, yeah, I can see the resemblance right there. It was kind of like a non-event. 
It's like, oh, gee, I can't think of anything that I would have felt differently. And that was good to hear, you know, because I thought, well, okay, that means that I guess he, he got what he needed and didn't need to have another adult in his life or whatever. But saying that even that wasn't his fault and the way he felt wasn't his fault as a child. Because everything he did as a child was age-appropriate. When we had conflict, it was my job to act my age with my knowledge, with my understanding, with my wisdom. It was my my responsibility to act my age. And, and most of the time, I did. Which is why when I think about the some of the decisions I made, a few of them anyway, it's like, I knew that wasn't good. I did it anyway. That wasn't good either. But I could be accountable for that. It's not about doing it perfect. It's about looking back and seeing, being accountable for it. Now, I, you know, I say it's really hard to raise your child to leave you. And most parents would say, I want my kid to have the best life they can. And yes, I have actually heard people say, I want, I never want my children to leave me. I want them to live next door to me. I want them to be right here with me so that they could take care of me. Well, I got news for you. If that's your thought, yeah, that's like taking someone hostage emotionally. It's like when you love your kid, it's a one-way street. You love them unconditionally. That means that they are doing their own thing. And of course, they're going to love you back. They can't help it. Children will love you unconditionally. They just can't help it, okay? Your job as a parent was to earn it. And if you messed up, you can make amends by doing better, by taking accountability, by saying, yeah, I did that and it wasn't your fault. And I'm sorry. And I, you know, is there anything I could do? I have, like I said, I I got a little off, but... um. So I've had parents say, yeah, I really messed up big time. You know, some people who really did mess up big time because they were either in an addiction or they were abusive or, you know, things like that. And they know it. And now they're aware of it. And I just tell them, well, you know, one of the things that you could do that would probably actually make a, make a difference and would help your child heal even if they're adults now is pay for their treatment pay for their therapy <laughs> because if they're going to get good therapy if they're going to get good treatment it's probably going to cost them a little bit of money and they're young and they probably don't have it you know, and some that do some that come from money they have a hard time getting help anyway because everyone knows who they are or you know they have they have a whole different set of issues but you know for most of us we look and say okay well I'll help with that I can do that 
And that's one of the ways you can atone. That doesn't mean that now they're going to be there forever for your life. When you recognize that even as an, a parent of an adult child, you still have more wisdom. That's one of the things that only comes with age and experience. You don't get wisdom, you know, unless you're the little Buddha. But even the little Buddha had to go through a lot of experiences before they were in charge, okay? It's like, you don't get wisdom by being born. You a little bit, maybe. <laughs> I don't know what it would be. But, you know, you get wisdom by going through life's issues, by dealing with life's life on life's terms. That's how you get wisdom. So as a child of, or a parent of an adult child, I can tell you that I have more wisdom than my son. I have more wisdom than my grandson, I hope. Uh, maybe not, I don't know. But, but being there, continuing to be there, so that they can continue to grow and become more mature and get wiser, you as an adult parent can continue to live your life, to still go after your dreams, to be there when your adult children need you, to have whatever kind of relationship you work out with them. What you're doing as, as a parent of an adult child will have more of an impact continue to have more of an impact on your children who are adults than what you tell them. You know, as parents, we will all we have to be aware of the fact that what we do, even in, even with our, our adult children, will have an impact on them and the way they experience their life than what we say. You know, we always do what our parents do. And once you recognize that, you can make decisions, better decisions about that. Like going, going back to the story about buying property everywhere. It's like, oh, well, once I realized that, and my parents, of course, didn't have any interaction with me about that. But once I realized that, it's like, oh. Well, I can still continue to do that if I want to. But now it's not going to be just something that I do. Okay, so it's not going to be just what something that I do. You know, it's kind of like um, one of the things I think I did well that I see now my, my adult child doing is that I always did some kind of exercise in my life. When I was young, I hiked. I also played some sports. And, but you know, at my age, the way back then in the 50s, um, they didn't really have women's athletics. <laughs> yeah, not. Um, but we did have gym class and I played. I was a pretty wicked soccer player. Too small, too short to be a good basketball player um, and probably a little bit, <laughs> um, well, I'm just challenged basketball-wise, unfortunately for my son. But 
you know, I was a pretty wicked soccer player and and I en- I've always enjoyed exercising and being outside and all that. And so, you know, I mean, yes, I all my work was in the office, but I walked to work. I walked home from work. I always hiked on the weekends as much as I could. I cross-country skied. I did snowshoeing. I went on long hikes. I did short hikes. I was like, hike, hike, hike. That's my that's my love. I also used to run marathons, and I was a long-distance runner. Um, I even won a 10K one time in the women's, you know, men's, in the, it was, they always decide women's winner, men's winner, front page of sports section. It was really a highlight of my life. So I always had that. And now I can happily say that my son is really, really strong. He's very, very healthy. And, you know, he, he does it his way. I did it my way. But if you want your children to exercise, you exercise. And even if they don't want to go sometimes, they go anyway (laughs) so that they can learn about it, right? Do what they'll do what you do. Now, as a parent of an adult child, it's not my business what he's doing in his life unless he asks. It was my business when he was living in my home and growing up. It was all my business. But now it's only my business if he asks. It's only my business if he tells me. It is not my business otherwise. And now I have, as an adult parent of an adult child, now I have a responsibility to whenever he would reach out to me and ask me or want to talk to me about something, to keep that as confidential as I would as if I were his therapist or a psychologist. It's that important to keep that to myself. Now, when he sends me a picture of my darling little grandson, I might share that with other people. But if he's having, you know, confusion or conflict or something that he just needs to talk about and reaches out to me, the only thing I do is say, thank you. Is there something I say, hey, do you want my feedback or do you just want me to listen? I ask that first. When he says, mom, I need to talk to you. I say, feedback or listen? Obviously, if I'm going to give him feedback, I'm going to listen to him anyway, and I'll listen anyway. But, you know, he's an adult man now, and he may just need someone to bounce it off, and he'll figure it out for himself. Or he might want to say, yeah, I'd really like some of your feedback. That's the job now. And I've always believed that, first of all, it's my job to make sure that I have what I need to take care of myself as long as I was able-bodied, able, you know, mentally capable. It was my job to take care of myself. 
It was my job to make sure that my aging years did not land on my son. That was my job. Okay. My parents, same thing. They, their thing was, we're going to make sure that you don't have to take care of us. But here's the deal. You never know what's going to happen. You never know. Okay. So, you know, at this point in my life, yeah, I'm still capable of taking care of myself and I hope that I stay that way. And I've made all whatever arrangements I could possibly make to make sure that if something were to happen to me, that it wouldn't land on my son. I don't know how that'll be. I don't know how that'll turn out because I can't determine the future. But as an as a parent of a child, I like to think that he's not going to be worrying about me when he's got his own life, his own children, his own work, his own relationship. I don't know. I mean, it might happen that he has to do something to help me in my aging years, but I hope not. I hope that I can just continue to have a relationship with him. Um, but I will say this, is that I know that if something were to happen to me, that he would be there. And I think it's a responsibility of adult children to try and help if their parents, if their aging parents are really in bad shape, to try and help, but not to, not to give their lives away to that. Not to give their lives away to their parents. You you know, if you have a conflict with me saying that, let me just put it to you this way. Do you want your children to give their lives away to you? Or do you want them to have lives of their own? And I'll let you think about that. And maybe I'll talk about that some more next time. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Healing Your Family Legacy here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This channel is made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com support. Healing Your Family Legacy is copyright 2021, Dr. Donna Bevan Lee, all rights reserved. Our theme music is composed by Dave Croft and used with permission. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios.